0: Where Nobody Knows Your Name is not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. My name is Troy. My name is James. Hello. And today we are discussing Season 8, Episode 21, Bar Wars 3, The Return of Tecumseh. Whoa. Yes. Big, big title, that is. Big That's a big title. That's the big one so far.
1: Big one so far. It aired on the 15th of March, 1990, directed by James Burroughs and written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. What I've put for this episode, things are amiss in Cheers, particularly Tecumseh.
0: Yes. Native American statue that stands in the doorway of the bar.
1: There's a joke in the episode where they go, the, who is he? That that Indian guy who stands by the door.
0: That's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so should we get straight into it, into the cold open? So we see Frasier sort of scratting about to try and find some more change for the phone. turns out him and Lilith are trying to find a babysitter uh, for little Frederick so they can go and have uh, an evening out. He can't ask his parents uh, because they've unfortunately passed away and then realises that he doesn't have any friends to ask. Uh, or at least the people at the bar remind him that he doesn't have any friends to ask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Lilith does eventually manage to find a babysitter um who sounds absolutely terrible actually. Yeah, she's a uh, she's
1: 79, can't see her hands without her glasses, as sure as Lilith she can smell smoke. Um, <laughs> just I'd be worried if yeah, I can smell smoke. Oh good. Consistently. I can consistently smell smoke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, right, okay, so you joke. I get it every now and again, and it's horrible. And you, you know more than anyone how much I suffer with sinus issues, whether it be a lack of smell, uh, a constant blocked nose, what feels like perpetual hay fever, but with none of the symptoms. But the constant smell of smoke is actually a condition. and I can't remember what it's called. Um, but I do suffer for it. And every now and again, I get this uh, it's, its cigarette smoke. It's the smell of cigarette smoke. And it's a really thick, heavy, intense smell for no reason. I haven't smoked. I won't be sat around anyone that smokes. I'm not in a room that's full of smoke. But it is the most intoxicating, but in, in the worst way possible smell. And it is horrible. So I know that feeling all too well. I don't see how that would come in handy at all for looking after a child, though.
1: Here's a fact. If you... Uh, are at home and you start smelling cooked fish and uh you there's fish isn't being cooked leave the room because what it is is that it's plastic melting which means that somewhere there's a wiring fault oh yeah
0: cooked fish yeah that's
1: uh that's well that's what some of our physics teachers told us and he he, he had a kind of Captain Bird's eye looked and one of his eyes was twitching. So <laughs> it was like he learned it from, you know,
0: personal experience where he went, just, just leave. I mean, I've I've got to question, what what are you using to do the wiring in houses up in Scotland if they're giving <laughs> off the smell of fish? Because that's a new one on me. Usually it just smells like plastic, but very specifically cooked fish. Yes. Is, yeah, something's has gone awry there.
1: Just you know, you can't move for fish in Scotland. And better use them for, you know, wiring,
0: <laughs> wiring insulation. <laughs> oh, and dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's what's the thing? It's food or shelter, not both. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, we we digress. The main part of this episode opens with Norm thinking that his beer's flat, uh, and he believes it's off by a hop or two. Um, I don't think a hop or two makes a difference. However, flat beer is the absolute worst. Tepid flat beer is the worst, or festival beer. Yes,
1: I was going to say because flat beer in itself, I oh, I, there, there's a boom for I was going to say flat beer, I don't necessarily mind. But then I was thinking of ale.
0: Yeah, I was going to say ale is yeah ale. You can have flat, but like if I'm going to get a pint of
1: bud or something, Miller, whatever. Yeah, yeah, just your average common beer. Yeah,
0: yeah, but like, it, it can't be flat. But yes, ales are. I remember the first time I tried an ale, and I thought it was off because there was no fizz in it, uh, and I very quickly realized it's not meant to be. But yeah, as I say, worst kind of beer, flat beer and room temperature as well, which is a, a festival special. Ooh. Cliff thinks it's down to the sterilization process, but... Unlike his usual self, doesn't go off on a, a long tangent of explaining why. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and it kind of turns out everyone's feeling a, a little bit off. There's something in the air, and Fraser says it's—is uh, it something to do with like a, a Japanese? What is it? Not tradition, but a Japanese train of thought or belief called uh, a wa. Is it? He said. Clifton himself today. Is well, it's not just Mister Clavin. I'm feeling a little strange too. In fact, this whole place feels weird. Well, you know, Woody, the Japanese believe that every house has its own energy, what they call its wa. Now, Eastern culture submits that if this wa is somehow in disorder, everyone that enters therein will feel a sense of disconnection. Mr. Claven, I know why you're not yourself. Dr. Crane is yourself.
1: Yeah, I thought he was going to say about feng shui and Carter would be like, oh, so f- I'll feng your shui. <laughs>
0: Fung you right across your shway,
1: yeah.
0: I'll fung <laughs> you right up. <laughs> but yeah, the the, the wires, which I've, I I didn't look up to see if it was a real thing or not. I've, um, yeah. but yeah. However, there seem to be bigger problems at hand when Rebecca realises that all of the St Paddy's decorations, sorry, St Patrick's Day. Decorations are all spelt wrong. Carla says it's not worth worrying about, though. Uh, Norm agrees.
1: This is St. Patrick's Day, the busiest night of the year, and our name is misspelled on every single item. Faith and Bigora from your friends at Cheese. (laughs) Rebecca, the decorations are the least of our problems. I agree. You're right, Norm. I think unpaid bar tabs come a lot higher on our priority list.
0: Look at how they misspelled cheers. And prompts Rebecca to run to the deli for some cheese because people will be expecting it now because of the sign. I would expect cheese at at any party I go to, if I'm honest. Like, is it a party if there's not cheese in some form? You know, people might think that because of that, it would be quite... Quite boring
1: that this event they're throwing, but I think it would be quite a fun do, something like that.
0: Right. This is uh, this has been another episode of Where Nobody <laughs> really Knows Your Name. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. I thought that's what would happen. <laughs> uh, get out. <laughs> get out. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were really trying to shoehorn that in there, yeah. weren't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it didn't work. Um...
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. I got it. I'm sure the listeners at home will get it.
1: They'll get it and they'll just skip to the next episode, won't you? (laughs) You're
0: just
1: just hanging up and wait a week. That's what they'll do.
0: So this is when we, I don't think it's really alluded to in this episode that this is kind of around the time that basically there's uh, a setup for the next Bar Wars. But this for me was where I kind of realized uh, when Carla says she's worried that Gary's going to attempt to do something uh, untoward uh, to the bar with it being St. Patrick's Day. And so, they're they're kind of constantly looking about, thinking, "Oh, you know, is is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? You know, stuff like that." There is a, a quite a funny moment to, to the reaction of Norm having not finished his beer, <laughs> uh, which cracked me up. He says, "Oh, I was full," and uh, the, the shock of not just the initial kind of patrons or or barflies, but everyone else in the bar tickled me but yeah they're they're, they're all kind of on high alert aren't they they're waiting for to gary to come in and do something or send someone in undercover and do something and this is when they realize that tecumseh is missing and everyone straight away believes it to be gary in one of his bar wars pranks which, which you know is highly plausible i mean we've seen the lengths it'll go to previously during these these bar wars so um yeah, this this wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility for him to do.
1: It gets a slightly
0: accusatory
1: at first, but then they go, "No, no, we're going to retaliate." He took
0: our, he took our boy. That's it. Yeah, the reaction is is hostile and and straight away trying to work out how to get him back, which flashes us forward to, to later on in the evening, uh, and the bar is full of patrons celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And Fraser and Lilith are there, they, they want to recreate their first meeting, uh, so they're having a, a special night out. I'll disperse of the details, but...
1: <laughs> I've been anxiously awaiting our appointed rendezvous.
0: Hey, Dr. Crane. This is
1: Dr. Crane.
0: So you guys are here on your night off, huh?
1: You have a marvelous grasp of the obvious. <laughs> well, that's what comes from working with your
0: hands. <laughs> So what are you guys gonna do? Well, we plan to recreate our very first romantic liaison. Memory serves, we began with a lovely meal at Melville's and then an after dinner drink here. And then we adjourned to Lilith's tastefully decorated condominium, where we engaged in an evening of lovemaking, which I might say was rather um, meaningful. Not to mention, uh, sweet and sweaty.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not hungry. You've had your drink. I say we jump right to the final stop on our itinerary. Well, you think the people that live in that condominium now would mind? I don't see why. We're an attractive couple.
0: <laughs> Sam, Norm, and Cliff then come into the bar uh, dressed as what look like tradesmen. I don't know whether they're kind of... Boiler jacket type thing. Boiler jackets, yeah. yeah. And they inform everyone that they've shut Gary's pub down. They've been in there. They've sabotaged it. Uh, and in the process, they've also sent 38 pizzas to Norm's house. Whoa what a prank (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember how they came about doing that was it initially they'd sent pizzas to a house and it transpired that it was actually norm's house i think it was just
1: some sort of celebration and he invites everyone over to have pizza you know why wouldn't you i uh i do want to mention when uh fraser is lamenting on saint patrick's day and it's a it's a very Frasier line. Uh, and he goes, Ah, St. Paddy's Day, the day Saint Patrick drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Boy, if that isn't the biggest Freudian dream of all time.
0: <laughs> Love's a good lament, as our Fraser?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we fast forward a little bit further later. Norm comes into the bar and he's asks, What are you up to, Norm? And he says, "My ideal weight. If I were eleven feet tall, and that absolutely broke me."
1: <laughs> He's good with those, isn't he?
0: Sam reports that there's been no retaliation from Gary as yet, which is mysterious. Ooh. Yeah, maybe Rebecca knows
1: something, but you know they've they've not kept Rebecca in the loop. She is loopless. She is she is void of loop. <laughs> she is, come on, now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's a lack looper, is what. She, Unlooped. So we see that Tecumseh has been returned to the bar, and the bar staff are a little bit confused, and it transpires. That Rebecca's actually had him sent off to be re-varnished and it's at that moment that everyone realizes uh, that they've messed up by shutting Gary's bar down. Quite a lot of remorse going about uh, as well as shock and awe. Rebecca wants him to immediately call Gary and apologize before he does something in retaliation and Norm thinks well you know maybe he could have already done something and we don't know about it like maybe he's filled this beer with toxins. But he treats it anyway, because he says, you've got to take your chances.
1: You know what it reminded me of when they rolled to uh, Tecumseh in? It reminded me of, um, and it is Star Wars, uh, somehow Palpatine returned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see where you've gone with that. Woody is asked to check outside uh, to see if Gary's done anything, and he realises it's snowing. And Woody being Woody thinks that Gary's made it snow, and of course he hasn't. <laughs> Sam thinks that he may have managed to turn one of his own staff against him. Woody says, could be me that he's turned against everyone. (laughs) To which he also says, I think it could be him because he's managed to make it snow outside.
1: (laughs) Bless Woody, he's he's a simple man, but (laughs) we like him. Carla reveals that Gary always retaliates and with great cruelty and force and always within 24 hours, she really respects that guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> another great woody bit is gary is really playing with us like rat and a mouse
0: the rat are oh, yeah i love that
1: we go it's cat and mouse woody cat and mouse and woody goes no it isn't sam cat, cat and cat and a mouse don't play together sam they're mortal enemies they
0: don't even know the same games <laughs> think before you speak sam <laughs> He's quite ballsy, isn't he, Woody, now? Like, there's a couple of instances where he sort of pulls someone up or recorrects them, but he's like, actually, no, you're wrong. Despite him still being in the wrong, he says it was so much conviction that it just confuses the other person. <laughs> he says it with such conviction that you're actually going, is he actually right? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's society who isn't wrong. <laughs> so the fire marshal arrives. He's there for the six-month inspection, and of course, because everyone's feeling very on edge and very paranoid, uh, they believe it's Gary messing about. Carla offers to take his hat for him and then fills it full of foam, pops it back on his head. Sam gets the the water from the bar and sprays it at him and says they're they're there and they're ready for their fire preparedness. Obviously, the fire marshal has had enough of this uh, and storms out and leaves the bar which is when Rebecca reveals that she's waiting for a fire marshal to arrive for them to do their six month inspection. And yet again, they've put their foot in it.
1: You've gone messed up guys. <laughs> I also like Frasier, you know, he's supposed to be spending this night with, uh, with Lilith, but he says, if anything juicy happens, I expect to be paged. <laughs> and his wife rightfully goes, uh, you're spending way too much time. Here.
0: Is this a good time for us to discuss a few other members of the cast uh, with the introduction of the uh, the fire marshal
1: it is we uh, of course have bb North as dr lilith Sternan, uh, robert mcrae as fire marshal dobbins he also appeared in three's company the royal romance of charles and diana life goes on roseanne love and war limbo land sister sister suddenly susan the drew Carey show that's my bush um, every time that I is listed on someone's cut, I'm going to gonna, gonna ma- mention it in this show because it's a ridiculous title. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 and 3. Yeah. Criminal Minds, Parks and Rec, and many more.
0: I love that he did one of the voices in the Rogue Squadron games.
1: Yes. Uh, two of them.
0: Yeah. Imperial Base Commander, I believe it was, and Red Leader.
1: Tim Donahue as Tucker. He also appeared in The House of Mirth, Knots Landing, Dallas, Matlock, and Law and Order, among others. I'll be honest; I uh, almost misread his character's name there. Almost did, I? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a PG podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, Peter Schreiner as Pete, Alan Cost as Alan, and Phil Therian as Delivery Man. He also appeared in a Horror House on Highway Five, Hellbent, where he performed Black Betty, and a Horror House on Highway Six. Philip Pullman is uncredited as Phil, and I think it's unfair he's uncredited because there is a great line about him where they compare him to Tecumseh. Also, I think we should talk about Tecumseh a little bit, obviously not played by an actor, but do you want to know some facts about uh, the real life Tecumseh? Yes, please. Tecumseh was a Shawnee leader who became the primary leader of a large Native American confederacy in the early 19th century. He was also among the most celebrated Native American leaders in history and was known as a strong and eloquent orator who promoted tribal unity, which
0: I feel is thematically relevant. Absolutely. Especially in this episode. Sam believes that they should be the master of their own fate and do something to themselves before Gary has the chance to. We skip forward a little later. Uh, Sam, Woody, Norm, and Cliff are all missing from the bar. Uh, Rebecca doesn't know where they are and asks Carla. And she says, you know, don't worry. They'll be about they're, They're off doing something. There was a little funny interaction here where Carla says that Rebecca has a flat head. She says she doesn't. So she proves it by just balancing the beer on top of her head.
1: It's because Kirsty Alley then, well, I think it would work with Ray Pullman. Big hair, big 80s hair. Big 80s bouffant. So, so much hairspray in that, you you know, you could... Oh, you could lay bricks on it. You could put, a, you know, they could go proper Carmen Miranda without the basket. And it'd be fun.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, that's a reference for absolutely. You no. Know? <laughs> we got it though. We knew what we got. On. it.
1: <laughs> what do you mean you don't know who Carmen Miranda is? <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> keep up. <laughs> keep up. So Fraser and Lilith are at the bar. They've had a lovely night away. Carlo informs them that the sitter called and said that Frigid rolled over on his own for the first time. Uh, so they rush off to go and get him and feel like bad parents uh, it turns out it's a prank by Carla uh, it works every time with new parents just to get rid of them just to get rid of them just to bin them off the question is then answered as to the whereabouts of Sam, Woody and Norman they return uh, having shaved their heads but not just in any motif they've shaved Gary into the top of their heads G-A-R and Y uh, respectively in each person's head yeah that's that's quite the look Strong, strong look. Strong look. <laughs> so they've, they've done this as, as punishment. They've they've been the master of their own fate. And so, you know, they're all obviously feeling a little bit glum that they've had to do it. But there's also a sense of maybe relief that they've managed to save the bar by attacking themselves before Gary has managed to. However, Carla's a little bit suspect, certainly of Sam, and tries to inspect his hat a little closer. And when she does, she realises that he hasn't actually shaved his hair off at all and was wearing a skull cap the whole time um, because he treasures his hair too much and he couldn't bring himself to shave it off.
1: No. I mean, I understand. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) But the the reason they they did such a drastic act was they were worried about Gary's uh, retaliation, so they realised that. They could do a sort of mutual destruction, is that the word? Basically, if they damaged themselves first, then it would give Gary the satisfaction and therefore they wouldn't need to face his wrath. Yeah. Um, Turns out they wouldn't need to anyway because he's he's away. (laughs) (laughs) Gary's old
0: town tavern is getting renovated and refurbed. He's in Florida. There's no need to punish themselves. And uh, the whole thing's been an absolute farce. Yep. They were hoisted
1: by their own petards. Sorry, what? It's a phrase and I, I've never been able to use it in accurate context before. Right. And, uh, you know, I'd say... Uh, You've been saving <laughs> that one up, haven't you? I have. I mean, I'll be able to use this at some point and it be used in the correct context and then I'd never need to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> how the mighty have fallen uh, and they initially want to chant get gary uh for being away for a month and doing
0: absolutely nothing how dare he <laughs> how dare he leave his bar unattended and go and have a break and have it refurbed yeah definitely get him <laughs>
1: then they realized that uh sam didn't shave his head didn't cut his his uh hair in the shape of one of those letters So they changed their chant to shave Sammy uh, as he runs away. Cliff, I had a nice hat. He's gone. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. What did Gary do? to Cheers in the previous St. Patrick's Day?
0: Oh. Hmm. Oh, I
1: don't know. Quite an Irish thing filled the stairwell with potatoes.
0: (laughs) Outstanding. A St. Patrick's Day adjacent question, Uh, not specific to this episode of Cheers, but with it being a St. Patrick's Day episode, I thought I'd keep the question at least that theme. What city dyes its rivers green every St. Patrick's Day? Shh. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Well
1: That's Chicago. right. <laughs> yeah, know how I know that from the movie The Fugitive.
0: Oh, I, I've not watched that for a while. Uh, there's sure.
1: a St. Paddy's Day parade, and Harrison Ford blends in with the cunning use of a green hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant! It's a great movie. It's a great movie. As is the the loose sequel, uh, U.S. Marshals. Tommy Lee Jones plays the same like law enforcement officer in both. I believe.
1: Ah. That's going on the watch list.
0: That was cracking.
1: Uh, Similar to St. Patrick's Day uh, question related to the phrase faith in Begora. What does Begora mean? Uh, Is it Lord? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll sort of give you that. Yeah, it's an emphatic explanation. It can mean by God. Right. Yeah.
0: It's a Native American question. So on brand with the episode, um, but the question isn't specifically about anything that happened within the episode, um, but being that Tecumseh was in the title and obviously famed, uh, as you spoke about earlier. Uh, my question is, how many recognized Native American tribes are there in the United States? This is a good question. It's either going to be a surprisingly high
1: number or a surprisingly low number. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm going to say 47.
0: Oof. Is that your final answer?
1: Oof could either mean I'm very close (laughs) or
0: or way off. Um. (laughs) That's fine. I'll I'll take that as your answer. There's no problem. 47. Okay. Uh, The correct answer, there are 574 (sighs) federally recognized tribes in the United States. Uh, This comes from the History Channel, this bit of information. Of those 574 federally recognized tribes, 229 are found in Alaska, California has the second highest number of federally recognized tribes with 109, as well as the largest Native American population of any state. You weren't far off with the... Ones that had received state recognition. So as of 2020, 66 tribes had received state recognition in 13 states. That state recognition does not always entitle tribes to a state or federal benefits, but it does acknowledge their historical and contemporary existence.
1: Yeah, that's why I because I know there's Navajo tribes, for mm. example. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. We got all that knowledge for you here. Final question for me. What are Lilith and Fraser's names for each other in this episode? Pet
0: names, if you like. Is it Fraser's name for Lilith? Isn't it uh, Sugar Pants? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That made me feel uncomfortable. Bordering on (laughs) filth. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember Lilith's one for Fraser, though. That was the only one that stuck out. Lilith called Fraser duckling, and he, and he, he
1: responded with Sugar Pants. And Lilith kind of does a double take (laughs) as though to to go not in
0: public (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm not a fan of both of us are weird no thanks (laughs) that's our final call what should we have i think we should have something in honor of uh, tecumseh maybe he's about well he wasn't initially uh he is now i feel something maybe native american yeah cranberry rosemary cocktail maybe that sounds nice yeah, I'm all right with that. Herbaceous, that's the word. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like a mulled wine. I think you gram- cranberries, rosemary needles, and, and the water, and you boil them up. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not going to say it's a cranberry mulled wine. I think it's got more to it than that. But in terms of if those. The process of preparation. Yeah, sounds quite nice. Well, we'll have that. We'll celebrate Tecumseh being back. We won't shave our heads. And, you know, for next week. Wish you guys happy St. Patrick's Day, I guess. Bye. You'll have fun, and uh we'll be back next
0: week. Bye.